with a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Costa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the marquee games for Week 10, including the Sunday and Monday Nighters. Also, Andy's got a sandwich game. I'll toss in a Moneyline Matty pick. And first, with me as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. I hope you're feeling better than I am this week, buddy. I'm feeling fantastic, sir. Um... My 49ers seem to be at full strength this week, so I'm excited to see what that looks like for the first time. My Bears went from playing uh, a lot of defense and no offense to a lot of offense and no defense. It's too bad they can't strike sort of a balance with that. Um, One of these days, it'll all come together, my friend. Well, you know what? I think the Detroit Lions are the perfect remedy to that problem. Yeah, that we're looking forward to them this week. They don't play defense either. No, they don't play defense, and it's good likely. I think historically, the they're actually the worst defense in the history of the NFL. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Uh, yeah. I believe so. I believe that's what this the, in DVOA. Really? Yeah. Ah. Well, it sucks to be that. And a programming note for our listeners, just so uh, people know, I'm Andy's going to be doing most of the talking today, as uh, I had some facial surgery and I'm all heft up on painkillers right now, and my face is on fire. So uh, we'll we'll be letting Andy do most of the heavy lifting for this show. I will be giving my picks, and I will be listing uh, my picks for all the games on the website, or well, the website and the Facebook, as we do every week, right, Andy? That is correct, sir. Right on. Well, uh, did you see that Giselle bought uh, the house across the street from Brady's house in Florida that he's selling? For real? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love the flexes when the, when the woman makes more money than the dude, right? Because Brady's like right powerful. He's like a hugely known guy. And he yeah. married uh-huh. like one of the few women in the world that's wealthier and more famous worldwide than he is. <laughs> Well, I wonder if she's going to miss him this week while he's overseas. Yeah, probably not. Or maybe with every bullet so far. <laughs> oh! So speaking of Tom Brady, uh, well, he was in. Well, he is in Germany this week for their game. And, uh, well, we sent Andy wheels up. Man, those air miles are getting a workout this year because he had to go to Europe. We sent him wheels up to Germany, and here are the top five things overheard that Tom Brady said this week while in Germany. Number five. Is there a good restaurant around here that serves avocado schnitzel? I love to smoke, and I love to eat red meat. I love to eat raw fucking red meat. Nothing I like better than a sucker down a hot steaming cheeseburger and a butt at the same time. I love to smoke. I love to eat red meat, and I only eat red meat that comes from cows who smoke, okay? Number four. How much is 12.5 PSI in metric? The game was delayed. How did you guys on that sideline not know? what was going on on the field with respect to the balls and that there was obviously an issue with the balls. I don't think anybody knew there was an issue with the balls. To me, those balls are perfect. I can only speak for myself. I don't want anyone touching the balls, rubbing the balls. To me, those balls are perfect. Number three. Why is Fernet wearing lederhosen at practice? I gotta run. I don't want to miss the all-you-can-eat schnitzel bar. Wait a minute. I love schnitzel. 
Oh, well, come on along. I bet you could squeeze into Lois's later hosen. Number two. Hey, coach, is that a bratwurst in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? I've handled dozens of balls over the past week. And now, the number one. Would you like to touch my monkey? Before we begin, would you like to touch my monkey? I will touch him. Touch him. Love him. Lieber meine Abschminke. Na, würde ihn noch los? Oh, my God. Not in a Vinada Lados. That was terrible. <laughs> Have you picked up anything at Christmas dinner? Volkswagen. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll Sauerkraut. All right, Andy, let's fire this bitch up. Yeah, man, let's fire it up. Fucking <laughs> Well, our first game Sunday is in Deutschland, uh, in Munich to be exact, as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are technically the home team playing host to the visiting Seattle Seahawks. Tampa Bay, two and a half point favorites, 44 and a half is your total. I still think you're getting a Brady tax here, right, bud? Like, the Tampa Bay favorited? Oh, I, yeah, I, I couldn't figure out why they were favored at all. Doesn't make sense. Um, I did figure out why these two teams are playing, however. Uh, in terms of merchandising sales to judge popularity, number two team over in Germany, Seattle Seahawks. Really? And the number one, yeah, number two team is Seattle. Number one team is actually the Patriots, but that was because Tom Brady played there. So I think the league kind of knew that. Um, apparently there was a lineup almost, they, they reckoned that they could have sold three million tickets. Uh, to Alliance Arenas in Munich, which is like 40 times their crowd capacity. So really big game over there. It's going to be it's going to be hyped up like the Super Bowl will be. Uh, I uh, I've been thinking about this game quite a bit, going back and forth. Um, you know, Tampa Bay has given up 125.2 yards per game on the ground. Ranking in the bottom 10 in the NFL. And the team is dead last in rushing the ball with an average of only 60.7. And to me, that doesn't sound like something that travels well. Um, they're going to be moving to Rashad White as their lead back. Lenny Fournette isn't exactly cutting it at 3.3 yards per carry. But Tampa Bay's defense still remains their biggest strength, especially in their secondary in fact, the Bucks ranked fifth in the NFL in pass defenses, allowing 188 yards per game. And they will need to hold DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in check. And if they can limit Metcalf and Lockett, uh, then Smith's going to have to run the ball and utilize Kenneth Walker the third even more, which is about the only thing that I can see giving Tampa Bay a chance to win and cover. Because, in my opinion, the Seahawks really have no glaring deficiencies. You know, they run the ball well, they pass the ball well, and they're playing good defense. And when I think about the matchup, as we all know, the only way to beat Tom Brady is to put pressure up the middle. Well, Seattle's defense ranks sixth in sack percentage and sack rate in the league. So... Oh, keep an eye on Mike Evans. He's questionable, but he's Tom Brady's new security blanket, and the team plays a heck of a lot differently when he's in the lineup. Really? Because Mike Evans has been doing nothing but dropping key passes all fucking year. Security yeah. blanket. It's got holes in it. It does. And for that reason, I'm actually going to go with the Seattle Shithawks overseas 
And I know Tom Brady likes to shine when the spotlight's on him. And we saw that in the last drive of the last game that he played. That looked like it was something he can do in his sleep. But I, I just think they're overmatched here. Uh, Tampa Bay is not – it's not only that they're not playing well. I just don't think they're that good a team this year. And Seattle has uh, proven quite a few people, including myself, wrong. They're leading the division, as are the Bucks with a losing record. But, you know, give me the two and a half points. Yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks. Shithawks. Big, dirty shithawks. Yeah, my two cents for this game is that Seattle was a surprise on both sides of the ball uh, yeah. this year, right? Like, we weren't expecting the offense to be much because Geno Smith, the journeyman, we'd never seen him do much, and all of a sudden he's lighting it up, and he does have great receivers to throw to, so that does help. But then you turn over the defensive side of the ball where Seattle was like the Detroit Lions last year, and all of a sudden they started playing some defense now, and man, what a difference does that make, eh? I'm with you. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks. In fact, I love them so much. Much. They're my money line Maddie pick this week. Oh! Oh! Yeah, where's the Eric Carbon we know? The Eric Carbon we know breaks the rules and he gets away with it. Just like his hero. Come on, who's your hero, Carbon? <sighs> Tom Brady. Right, and what does Tom Brady do after breaking the rules? Deny and subvert. Yeah! Yeah, what? Well, what would Tom Brady say if he got caught shoplifting? Everybody's shoplifts, why are you coming down on me? Yeah! You're Tom Brady, Carbon. And that new principal in there is the football commissioner trying to dictate his punishment to you. And what happens when an invulnerable cheater comes up against an elitist corporate dictator? Perfect storm of hypocrisy that everyone in the country has to deal with for months on end. Yeah! You're right, guys. I'm gonna Tom Brady this thing. Yeah! I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, you're not giving me four days of detention. You're only giving me one! Yeah! No, no, to hell with that! You're giving me no days of detention! And I'm gonna go home and f my hot wife! Who's not even that hot? Kinda looks like a dude! Yeah! yeah. In 1995 to 2020, break the streets. Have the faith in every season for the team, cause I believe. Call me no matter how many times you're down, do not accept defeat. Feel like number 17. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. What? You got me feeling like I'm Josh. Okay, 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 okay. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. Yeah. All right, back stateside. We head to upstate New York where the Buffalo Bills play host to the Minnesota Vikings, both these teams' leaders in their division. Buffalo, three and a half point favorites at home. 43 and a half is your total. And, uh, well, this will be interesting. Is Kirk Cousins going to take another plane ride home with a couple million bucks worth of jewelry around his neck? It's a good question. I mean, what, what what you got here, Maddie? C, is uh, which would you call your premier matchup of the week? I can't figure out how Minnesota is this good this year, but well, I guess it's because Kirk Cousins doesn't have that many primetime games. Well, you would have to assume that. I mean, this is this is going to feel like a primetime game uh, yep. with the amount of attention that's going to be paid to it. Both teams are leading their divisions. I think. You know, seven, seven and one, not they don't deserve a winning record, but I think there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Uh, Washington, keep in mind, was up 10 points on them last week. They kind of gave that game away, um, a game that Washington really desperately needed to win. This is a non-conference road spot for them. Not the hugest implications on the schedule. You know, they got a nice little cushion over number two in the division. Buffalo does not have that luxury. They now have exactly the same number of wins as your New York Jets. Holy shit, was that a oh, was that an awesome game last week? Yeah, Josh Allen has shown us shades of 2019 Josh Allen this year a couple times. Well, I'm I'm quite concerned about him for this week. I honestly don't think he's gonna play. I really don't. And if he does play with a broken wing, like 
having tendonitis in your throwing arm or tendon, whatever they're calling it, I, I, I don't know why they would risk the rest of the season in the playoffs by, by starting them this week. I think Case Keenum is a very legit backup. He's obviously familiar with the Vikings because that's where he used to play. Um, and that's why the line dropped from seven to three and a half because I think the bookmakers are assuming that Case Keenum's going to play. I think, I think the Bills are still a far superior team, even with Case Keenum in there. The only thing that gives me pause on the three and a half points is their inability to run the ball with Singletary. They're 25th in the league. And um, Minnesota, my gosh, like three of its six recent victories came by three points or fewer. And they've claimed victory by single scores five times. No well, one they can control it. the ball with Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah, so they absolutely. can keep Josh Allen on the sidelines and also have the added benefit of by pounding Dalvin Cook through the line all the time, that defense gets worn down by the second half. And Justin Jefferson, he's got five straight games of catching 98 or more yards. Yeah. Take uh, the over on his total. I haven't even looked at it, but take the over. <laughs> yeah, take the over. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, the, Vi- the Vikings in the past three games, 13 sacks and five INTs. Again, keep a very close eye on Josh Allen. I would actually, I would be betting against the Bells if he plays. Because I just, I don't, I don't see him being that effective when he can't throw the ball with his arm. But Case Keenum, three and a half points. The bookies are just daring you to take Minnesota, which is exactly why I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I agree. I, I, Minnesota's traveling. It's Buffalo is still, I agree with you, the far superior team. And I really don't know how Minnesota got to where they are. And uh, it shouldn't be too much longer before they get exposed. No team with Kirk Cousins can do that well for that long. You like that? Three, two, one, go! Welcome to the Breaking to Kansas City where the Chiefs play host to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nine and a half points is what the Chiefs are favored by. A little bit of teaser protection there, eh, Andy? I would think so. Uh, I'm not sure about this. Nine and a half points is a lot considering that even though Jacksonville hasn't exactly been crushing it this year, they haven't been getting blown out of a lot of games. They've kept it pretty tight. No, and uh, obviously overcoming a 17-point deficit against the Raiders, which seems to be about as an exclusive club as the Yellow Pages. Yeah, hasn't that happened three weeks in a row or three out of the last four? Do you know how many games total in the history of the Raiders have they given up 17 points? Oh, I think there was like two before this year. Yeah, two. Five total, and three of them happened in the last month. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't know what the hell McDaniels is smoking down there. It's not working. But let's going back to Kansas City here where they're facing off against Jacksonville. You know, we saw the Chiefs at home last week uh, go to overtime against Tennessee. I mean, that was a hard-fought game, both sides. Uh, Tennessee could have easily won that game. Next week, Casey goes on the road to visit their division rival, the L.A. Chargers, making this. It's an almost wise, guys. Sandwich game. What are you? An idiot sandwich. So just to clarify, a sandwich game is considered any game scheduled between two more important matchups. The sandwich game theory 
is this seemingly inconspicuous game that provides betters an edge if they're able to do their homework. Well, guess who does their homework, Maddie? Uh, as I say, the Jags erased a 17-point deficit against the Raiders last week, and that is a young team that's really starting to gel under Doug Peterson. They're number four in the league in yards per rush at 5.1, number three on the defensive side of that equation, and they also have the third-best sack rate in the league. And ATN has been on a tear since they traded away uh, James Robinson for a draft pick. He's rushed for 114 and a touchdown on 14 carries against the Giants in Week 7. 156 in a major and 24 attempts against the Broncos in Week 8. And Kansas City, though, has the fifth-best rushing defense in the NFL, allowing only 102 rushing yards per game, which is rather misleading, uh, as you got to consider that most teams are playing catch-up. They're playing from behind, so of course they're going to pass the ball, and that's why that number's sort of skewed. But it's just too big a spread against a team that wants to prove themselves in Jacksonville on a big stage. And seeing as that this game is taking place in Missouri, we will definitely need a sandwich with some sort of barbecue involved, especially since they just legalized marijuana this week. As you know, this drug in front of me is what they call marijuana. Or as it's known in uh, the uh, hippie uh, world. That's pot, man. Pot, that's right. Joint. Uh, joint. Reefer, man. Uh, uh, yes, reefer. Jet. Uh, <laughs> yes, on. but we don't call it that. Uh, we uh, have other words for it. I would invite players from both teams to East 5th Street to the local pig and order a pig witch. Barbecue sandwiches are a diamond dozen in Kansas City, but there's something extra special about the pigwich. The sandwich feels classically Kansas City in the best way, loaded with barbecue and relatively frill-free. It's made with pulled pork, provolone cheese, and topped with a chunky slaw and barbecue sauce. The pigwich delivers a just right combination of flavors and textures that make you understand why it's considered one of the best in the show me state. If you were going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it. And Sunday night, it's your account, Andy. The San Francisco 49ers take on the L.A. Chargers. San Francisco seven-point favorites at home. 45.5 is your total. And, Andy, this line opened at 3.5, right? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Got right up to a touchdown. And, and a that's that, that's got to be sharp money, too. I would think so. Because uh, it happened early in the week, and, I, and I'm certain that the, the reason has to do with the fact that you got Debo, uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, Kristen McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell, all in the field together for the first time. And, you know, we didn't really have a, uh, a clear indication of the injury report until Wednesday. You know, the Chargers, I thought, you know, in August that they were probably one of the most talented teams on paper. So their start to the season has been underwhelming, to say the least. 
You know, they, they overcame an early 10-point deficit against the Falcons last week as they were two-and-a-half-point road favorites. And in addition to that, they, they didn't have Joey Bosa on defense, and they didn't have their top two receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, due to injury. But they still got the job done. Uh, Josh Palmer caught eight passes for a buck six. Austin Eckler had a 71 all-purpose yard stay and two touchdowns. But the 49ers are coming off a bye against the reigning Super Bowl champs, who they made look like the Detroit Lions, by the way. I would call it a rather perfect game. Garoppolo went 21 for 25, 235 yards passing, two TDs, zero INTs. McCaffrey threw one, caught one, rushed one in, and their defense held the Rams to wait for it. 56 rushing yards and Stafford to 167 passing yards. And by the way, dude, their offense did all that. The Niners offense with Debo still pretty banged up. Yeah. Like, they've got run CMC and that's helped. But I'm telling you, once Debo actually gets to 100% and they've got CMC there, the Niners are going to be so hard to game plan for. Yeah. And, you know, my initial thought was this is just too big a spread. 49ers have a reputation for not covering big spreads. However, they've won four games this year by uh, double digit margins. And I don't think this one's going to be any different. I'm I, I looking for a, a sort of an all-out effort with all these, like, pick, pick your poison is what Garoppolo said at a presser this week. You know, we've got, we got so many weapons that he gets to choose from. I, I think it would be almost impossible for me to steer away for anything uh, sort of a touchdown or less in favor of the 49ers. Yeah, I'm taking your Niners here, buddy. A lot of weapons, great defense, and the Chargers uh, just don't have it this year. I mean, yeah, they they – came back from a 10-point deficit last week, but that was against the Atlanta Falcons. You're not going to be able to do that against the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, Niners by more than seven. Yeah, put that in the bank. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. On Monday night, really big spread, especially for a divisional game that's in prime time. The Philadelphia Eagles, the still undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, uh, 11 point favorites against visiting Washington Commanders. Uh, 44 is your total for this game, and uh, Washington's been playing some pretty good D of late, and this is a divisional game. That spread's too big, isn't it, Andy? I think so. I mean, they've not allowed more than 21 points in their last five games and you know last week against the vikings they held dalvin cook the aforementioned dalvin cook to 47 yards on 17 carries and they picked off kirk cousins once and sacked him twice but yeah this is for a divisional game i mean there's a lot of distractions going on in washington in case you haven't heard dan snyder uh and the Eagles really didn't have the most convincing win in NFL history, uh, going back to Thursday's game against the Texans. Or was that the Phillies against the Astros at Citizens Bank Park in the city of brotherly love? I can't keep them straight. Philadelphia has a perfect 4-0 ATS at home this season. And they got an extra time, a little, a couple of extra days to rest. They won all four home games by eight points or more 
average margin of victory being 14. But I looked a little bit deeper, Maddie, because that's what I do for our fans. Philly is on a pace so far this year to score more points in the second quarter than any other team in the history of the NFL. And in fact, they're scoring 16.6 points in the second quarter alone, which is by far the most in the league. Washington is 31st in this category at 4.6. That's a 12-point differential. And that's just the second quarter. If we consider the entire first half, Philly still ranks number one with just over 20 points. Washington, again, 31st in the league at six points total, two full touchdown differences. And I think this is the best angle on the game because the first half line right now currently sits at minus six and a half. So I'll probably take Washington if you've gotten to my head for the full match. But I think the bet here is taking the Eagles in the first half at minus six and a half. Yeah, simply for me, if you just bear out the stats over NFL history, in primetime divisional games are usually always much tighter than 11 points. That yeah, differential is too much for me. I'm going to be taking uh, Washington. I Philly should win this game outright. And I don't know if I'd be surprised if they won it by 14, but statistically, they won't. So when you're betting, you should always bet the stats. Finally, we get to our teaser, where uh, Andy and I both give you a six-point teaser we like for the weekend. What do you like, Andy? Well, let's go to the Keystone State, where the Steelers are hosting the New Orleans Saints and Andy Dalton. Right now, the game is sitting at plus one and a half for the Steelers. Cole, I'm going to take that through the key numbers of three, four, and seven to plus seven and a half. Currently, there's a low total of 40 points on the board, and it looks like T.J. Watt's going to be back in the lineup for the first time in a while. Uh, similarly, I'm taking Arizona on the road, which is where they win the best. And again, going through the same key numbers, three, four, and seven, and I'm taking them to plus seven and a half in a division game against the fledgling Rams. I'm taking a couple road dogs this week. First over in Germany, I'd like Seattle to actually win the game as underdogs on the money line. So I'm definitely willing to take them from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half, going through the key numbers of three and seven. And then uh, Washington Philly on Monday night, I think 11 points is far too many for a division rivalry. So I'm going to take Washington from plus 11 to plus 17 going through the key numbers of 14 and landing on the key number of 17. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Well, thank you for listening to week 10 of Almost Wise, guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from all week 10 games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra studios, for Andy, the prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out, pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two Packer fans. Tune in next week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara.
bang niner gang bang 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 bang niner gang Against all odds, weather the storm Built for combat and battle, young hyenas in uniforms We play no games with the opposition We active, let the whistle be the bell We gon' get out where we got mad at Many have tried, but many have failed The 49ers got the liveest fans in the NFL I tried to tell them we back and we never left And we got heart Levi Stadium starting to feel like candlestick cart Uh-oh. Gold-blooded, my neck is frozen with diamonds Front row 40, be on the field with the lineman Big time fixture Niner faithful, old school like an Impala Ask Burton Hanks and the homie Ricky Wall Take a picture Them was my neighbors in 90 R.I.P. Dwight Clark, the cat. Legendary. I'm a Niner forever, like Rice and Lock. Don't forget T.O. Niner Empire into the world. Who power. are we? Bang, bang, Niner gang. 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 Who are we? Bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Bang bang niner gang. Who are we? Bang bang niner gang. Bang, bang, niner gang.